Have you ever heard a voice that just haunts you so much that you have to know who's behind it? This is how it was when I met Sharika Sharad. Here's a small clip from the song she's going to play for us at the end of this episode. We're busking in London today. No, 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 no. Sometimes I feel this life is never enough So much love around me but I'm stuck in a rut No fame, no fortune, just a house in my name Guess I never liked that bitter taste of champagne Does it get easier? This episode is from the archives, recorded in November 2020. My name is Catherine Ann Byam, and I'm your host. What's your purpose, and how does it integrate with sustaining life itself? For some of us, this question is a deep ache that we spend a lifetime trying to find, perhaps shifting direction as we learn and grow from one path to another. For many of us, our children give us a clear definition. Providing for them becomes our reason for being. For others, it's about enjoying the present moment, ever so fleeting and ever so beautiful. For still others, it can be financial, status, contribution or impact. In this podcast, my guest and I will share with you tips, ideas and methods on how to build a career that integrates with who you are and the life you want to lead. We will explore the social foundation on which to build your transition and an ecological ceiling above which we need not climb so that we live not just for ourselves, but for our collective ability to thrive. Welcome to the Purpose Driven Career Podcast, Do What Matters. Tonight we're here with an amazing talent, singer-songwriter Sharika Sharad. Sharika, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's really great to have you here. I remember the first time I met you. It was under the staircase in Waterloo Station. I remember coming up the stairs and hearing this amazing haunting voice. And I didn't know where it was coming from. And then I saw you on the floor and you had this radiant smile. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I need to know who this person is. Luckily, you had your name on your cases. When did you actually start doing busking? So I actually started busking about... uh, Four years ago, I think it was four, maybe five now, and I was actually working at Waitrose at the time, and I don't know, something happened to my pay where it just didn't come in, I didn't get as much as I should have, and obviously I was uh, renting back then, and uh, yeah, I needed to pay rent, so I just started busking on, it was actually on Embankment Bridge, okay. uh, and then uh, and then while I was just busking there, the person who, who runs the busking scheme outside South Bank Centre saw me and said oh come and audition and then like yeah from there I was like wait I'm actually making more money doing this than (laughs) working in the supermarket and promoting my music so since then yeah I'm still I'm still here and I well not right not this year busking but yeah it's helped me out loads. And when did you know you were called to music when did you know that this was what you wanted to do? Um for me my calling to music it was a it was a slow one well it it was a weird one for me because I think when you start young, uh, when it comes to oh, performing and stuff, you're just happy to be doing something. You're kind of like getting attention, but also when you don't know a lot about yourself, you just know that something feels right and you're kind of getting accepted, socially accepted doing it and stuff like that. So you're a bit like, oh, I'm just going to carry on with this. 
And so, um, yeah, it was about when I was 15, I started being like, oh, yeah, I'm really enjoying like writing songs and met with other mu- musicians and was like, yeah, this is cool. So I think, yeah, it was about them, really. And and I remember seeing a picture. I've been following you since since I saw you that day. And I remember seeing a picture of you with Seal on South Bank. Tell us about that moment. Uh, so uh, basically, I think he found my music beforehand. And uh, he was on tour and he was kind of like looking around for buskers. And then so he knew he was going to be in London. So he actually got in touch with the South Bank. And I was at home. I wasn't having a great day. So I wasn't planning on busking. And they called me and they were like, oh, um, why aren't you out busking today? Oh, we were just wondering if you would be around because there's loads of people here. And I was like, it's a bit cheeky, like asking me, <laughs> asking me to come up, like when it's not even a gig or anything. But right. I was like, okay, cool, like whatever, like it's, maybe that's just a sign to go out there. And um, yeah, and then I was like busking for about an hour. And then uh, this like really like hench guy came and was like, oh, because my um, battery started running out. So, so I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go now. And uh, this really like hench, like a security guard looking guy was like, oh, you finishing because somebody wants to come and see you. And I was like, oh, God, there's all these people asking me to sing. <laughs> and so I was like, OK, oh, I'll just carry on. And then I kind of like clocked onto something there and I thought, oh, maybe it's like it's coming up to International Busking Day. And like, so maybe it's like Sadiq Khan or something like that. And I was like, OK, cool. And so I kept on singing, then yeah, he just came on, he just came up to me, and he was on Facebook Live, and he was like, oh, can I come and sing with you? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then he was like, what song do you want to sing? And I was like, oh, let's sing Kiss from a Rose. And he was like, oh, do you know the words? I was like, yeah, I do know the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, luckily, I know, because to be honest, it was my friends back in school, like, uh, that was yeah. like, really into the song and I was like oh like let me hear it and learnt it so what happened after Sarah? yeah so he invited me to open for a show in Greenwich and his show right. in then a show in Brussels but yeah it was it was crazy I think I don't know I, I don't know it's, it's from experience with me but like uh you know that's the whole that's the charm about busking is that you're out and about and you never know who's gonna walk past and I'm not talking about just celebrities like obviously yes yeah, Seal is a great example but it, you kind of have to be willing to perform to anyone you know yeah. and um so I think when that moment happened it was I can't to be honest it was it was a bit like oh, okay cool like just keep chill because you've been here for hours singing for hours so this is not that's how I calm myself down this is you've been doing this this is this isn't different from any other day even though right. it was but that's how I kept <laughs> calm anyway so yeah <laughs> And and do you feel like there is a stigma in the industry around busking, or what? What do you think? What do you think about busking as as a, a way to make opportunities for yourself? I think it's great, and but a lot of people don't like, including my mum. When I when I first ever busked, I, I busked. I was like a lot younger. Mum was like, "Don't ever do that again." <laughs> and I think it's just a case of that. You know, it, it does look like you're begging, and. Yeah. And it's it's a shame because, yes, some people can say, oh, you're begging, but you are offering something. You're offering free entertainment, you know. So taking donations, there's nothing wrong with it. If you see all these companies now, when you buy something, they ask, well, do you want to give a donation? Even when you buy something from a company, you don't really need that. So that's just the art of selling is that they make Mm -hmm. you feel like you should, but you should be paying for this. And for me, I think it's the exact same thing. And I think, you know, the industry is changing so much. There's a lot less money, especially this year you know, mm. in it, and you kind of have to be versatile and innovative in 
getting your music out there, getting people to connect with you, to genuinely, genuinely connect with you. And I think busking is a great way of doing that. I think when you just overlook that, of course you get people kind of looking at you. Sometimes people look at the money that I have in my fingers, like, oh, you're going you're gonna to eat well tonight. I was like, okay, great. You know, and of course I could sit down. There's some days where I'm like, oh my God, like I can't, I can't deal with this. Or, you know, people just yeah. saying really ignorant things to you. But that's just life in general like you know there's there's different reasons why people say there's a lot of different reasons why people say ignorant things to me that I could name so if, yeah. if bus can be one of them you know you kind of got to push through so but yeah, yeah when I talk about to a lot of other musicians they're just a bit like no you know they'll sit down moan to me even I had one singer she was like oh what else do you think I should do like I should do different things and I was like oh why don't you try busking she was just like oh. no you know, and it wasn't like, oh, you know what, I'm too scared or, you know, what, I don't think I'm ready for that. It's more like, oh, no, no, I can't. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. but I get that, you know, um, in terms of like some people, you know, even in terms of booking you, they think, oh, you're just there and you're just happy to perform anywhere. And then when you're like, no, this, this is my price. It's like yeah. when you go to see a street vendor or street food now. It's so trendy now, yeah. you know, but it doesn't mean you're the person selling hot dogs like on them little illegal things it just right. means that it's a different way it's a different way of making your product accessible so yeah <laughs> i like i like that i like that concept how do you make your money where do you get your money especially mm. nowadays so nowadays yeah <laughs> i don't even know where i get my money from now <laughs> <Not joking. laughs> well now it's like again it's, it's a time where you have to be um you have to think on your toes like this is a hard time for creatives but one of the first things I say to you know all my friends that I talk to that are just like you know I just feel stuck I always like anyone who's wanted to be a creative they've kind of accepted that it's going to be hard at times yes I'm not saying that you we were expecting a pandemic and you know no yeah. one's expecting that but you know yeah. everyone's getting angry that they're being told to retrain and stuff like that for me of course it's insensitive but I'm not surprised. <laughs> like, of course, they're gonna. Oh, we're gonna be the first ones that they're gonna tell to um, to retrain. So, in terms of now, yes, of course, like not as much money is coming in, but it's like for me, I'm just calling this like the growing pain. You know, so it's changing now, and it's changed mm. way quicker, maybe quicker than I thought it would. So, yeah, I had to learn new things, but it's, it's still going towards my business to be able to make it transform into the the next stages we're going into for for creatives and yeah, just for the economy really. And um, but yeah, before. So when I first started busking, it was mainly busking. So obviously I was working like in a supermarket and I was just kind of doing that and then doing like a few little gigs on the side. And it's then when I started busking, it just completely like just switched over where it was to be to be brutally honest. Like it was like I, what I was making a day at the supermarket was what I was making an hour busking. <laughs> and I'm not saying that everyone's going to make this busking. That's why people always ask me, even though I don't yeah. say how much I actually make, you know, yeah. you can ask one chicken shop and another chicken shop how much they make in a day. Yeah. It's going to be very different. And yeah. they're selling the same product. So it's different things of location, where you are, what you're singing. So, um, but yeah, uh, but for me, busking was, it just allowed me to make a lot more money, allowed me to put more money into my music. That's when I was, then I, then I fundraised uh, to be able to fund my first release. And then afterwards, when I got more of a name for myself, got used to being out there, um, mm -hmm. performing, uh, which was about, back then, it was about three times a week, busking. Yeah. Because more people saw me then, like all of my biggest clients now, that, well, before <laughs> COVID, like yeah. they found me through busking. 
And yeah. it was, and they just didn't question anything because I always see it as like, you're like an active billboard. Like people hear how you sound. They don't yes. have to go online or look at some fancy video. Of course, those things help in terms of the broader market, but they hear you and they're like, oh, I remember this. I like it. They know what they're paying for. And for me, especially being an acoustic act where I play the music myself and I play the guitar, even though not everyone wants an acoustic act, it's financially it's better for me because they're like, oh, I don't have to pay for a band. I can just have you. <laughs> right. So it's, it's uh, so it was great for me in that way. And then like building up my clients and then like a few years on, like like for the past like two years, my, a lot of my inca- income came from repeat clients, <laughs> to be honest. Like they just, yeah. they think about another event, they say, oh, you're going to be perfect for it. And um, so, yeah, that's um, how it was really. So, yeah, so first it was like mainly busking and then it was more clients. Yeah. And uh, now it's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh more online obviously it's not the same amount it's the more amount now because a lot of people are asking for donations a lot of donations are being given so i just see this as like i'm in a bit of a yeah the growing pain the research period of like you know yeah. how i'm gonna make my music more accessible but still make it as personal as busking so sorry, yeah. that's my short answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and you like you talk about vulnerability a lot and i think this mm. is this is a key to your music right it's like i, I think mm. that's what happened to me when i first heard you right i felt vulnerable in the moment that i heard you sing and oh, tell me what great. this means to you because you you talk about this a lot yeah i think for me it's like it's kind of just truly seeing yourself and it's all the bad stuff and all the good stuff. And it's actually not being too attached to it. Because I always say, like, you know, some people get upset because I call them a bit of a snowflake. And there's something wrong with that. But, you know, emotions are a great thing. Like, they can, they can, they can be negative, but they're still, they're still like a great part of being human. And I think now everyone's like self-diagnosing themselves where they're saying, oh, I, <laughs> I went through this in my past and of course you have to do that sometimes you go through things in your past life and it's good to to look back on it but you've got to like love yourself while doing that so even when you make mistakes even when you make the same mistakes again and I'm like why am I still here it's like you've got to you've got to accept yourself in that situation it's like I always think the way we talk to ourselves in our head would you talk to your best friend like that or your or or your or relative like that you wouldn't so so yeah that to me is vulnerability where it's like it's all right to be emotional, but it's it's not to just not be so hard on yourself, you know, not to be so so stuck in in how you feel, you know. It's, it is just a feeling, and sometimes you have to you just have to accept it. And you're like, why did I do that? But maybe tomorrow I'll do the same thing, or maybe tomorrow I'll change. But that's yeah. just life. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so on, on that note, and on that note about vulnerability, I would like mm. to invite you to share a song with the people <laughs> who are listening. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, I am going to give you full stage, so <laughs> take it uh, away. Uh, since, yeah, since we're on the topic um, of vulnerability, I think it was this song that made me um, be able to... Um, you know, just realise those things that I just talked about in terms of, yeah, just kind of get out of your rut. Like, yeah, life is hard, but, you know, there's a lot of things to be grateful for and there's a lot of things to look forward to. So this song is called Lonely in a Crowded Room. I actually wrote at a time where I was uh, I was actually at my mum's house and everyone was in a great mood except me. And I was just like, well, what's going on here? I need to get over myself, really, because there's loads of things that I've achieved this year that I'm happy about and there's loads of things I haven't and that's okay. So yeah. 
Sometimes I feel this life is never enough So much love around me but I'm stuck in a rut No fame, no fortune, just a house in my name Guess I never liked that bitter taste of champagne Does it get easier? Am I just getting greedier? Damn it's so hard needing something money can't buy No, no, no Myself to blame, lonely in a crowded room. I'm sick of wasting my time, forgetting what life has done for me, done for me, what it already did. Yeah, maybe I'll soon realize when it's been taken away from me. fantastic thank you so oh, much for you. sharing that song with us thank you. so we have a few comments so amy says yes it's such a good reminder asking yourself if you would talk to a friend that way oh, yeah. <laughs> this is about Thanks, vulnerability so Sharika, how can how can people find you what's the best place for people to find you and follow your work because i would love um, to support you as well Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Sharika Sharad. So that's S-H-E-R-I-K-A-S-H-E-R-A-R-D. And uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I just joined Twitch. Wow. <laughs> it's very new to me. 
<laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like it's all gamers on there, but apparently that's one of the next things that people are jumping onto. So I've just started to check that out. But yeah, like I've got a website as well. So yeah, all my stuff's on Spotify as well. Okay, perfect. So I'm going to share all the links um, in the in the feed later on so everyone can have it. And I'll make sure that they all they all check in with you and give you some support. So thanks very much. Just want to give you a big round of applause. Oh, thank you so thanks, much for having me. Thanks for Appreciate keeping on. It. And thanks for, for continuing your journey to be an amazing ah, creator. Thank you. <laughs> Take care. This episode was brought to you today by the Courageous Career Club. Have you picked up your own copy of Do What Matters, the Purpose Driven Career Transition Guidebook? To find out how you can get your copy, as well as resources that go alongside it, visit my website www.catherineannbyam.com or engage with me on the socials. I'm looking forward to hearing from you.